You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to episode 300 of Video Monsters, where we take movies and now games seriously, but not ourselves. I'm Nathan. And I'm Eric. And joining us tonight are special guests, John and Adam. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hello, everyone. It is a pleasure to be in your presence. <laughs> Long-time listeners of the podcast will recognize Adam's voice. He has uh, joined Video Monsters on a number of times to talk about Harry Potter and uh, the various uh, the STDs that are brought up awkwardly. Right. And occasionally the moisture farm of Star Wars. We, we've we spent a lot of time talking about Splattergoit on this podcast. Uh, so <laughs> You're talking about within the Harry Potter universe, right? Not like <laughs> STDs in real life? Because <laughs> I don't know if you made that clear enough for the people listening. <laughs> I mean... I mean, Harry Potter, for some people, does get their uh, wands going, if you know what I mean. So... They come down with a case of Wingardium Chlamydiosa. What a lovely way to start. Uh, They got the Snape, if you know what I mean. Mm. There's always the Ingorgio spell. I mean, you know, like... It has many purposes. We're we're not talking about Harry Potter tonight, Adam. (laughs) Oh, yes, you're right. As much as I want to. I'm sorry. It's, It's okay. (laughs) so yeah uh some of you might have heard adam before but john is a new voice to the podcast but not a new voice to podcasting no i'm not i am one of the hosts of cardboard of the rings a long-running uh podcast about lord of the rings the card game which remains somehow a living card game by fantasy flight games so yeah i'm one of the hosts and been there about four years the show itself has been running for almost 11 now it's crazy but uh yeah, got a great community there, and so uh, Nathan asked me to be on this. Uh, this is also entitled Cardboard Something or Other, so I figured I kind of had to. But no, it's about gaming, and Nathan and I have known each other for approximately 20 years, I think, at this point. Uh, roughly, yeah. Roughly, yeah. yeah. Almost, uh, almost 20. Wow. Yeah. So... That's depressing. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a brief moment. It's like, I feel like you guys are both having an existential crisis there yeah. for a second. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, it has been, it's been a long time. We've never recorded a show together. So this is a first for me with you, but yeah. I'm looking forward to it. How, how is it for you so far? Uh, considering our experience with that game, this is, this has been a, uh, this is a rough one so far. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was something. Oh, yep. And uh, yes, with gaming, uh, John and I have also been gaming for the vast majority of those 20 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And we have a very much love, I hate you to death mm-hmm. relationship where, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, the first game that we're starting out with on this podcast is a cooperative game, which is good mm-hmm. because anything that is not cooperative, we're just going to lose from attacking it, each other. It does break my usual strategy though, of just turning those two against each other so I can go and collect all the things. I, so, you know. I will point out, I mean, spoilers, we did lose the game, but Nathan and I still beat you. That is true. <laughs> that, that's, that's fair. You, you John, were you much better won. at what you were doing. <laughs> you, <laughs> you were much more successful. Um, yeah, so I, I've been teasing this on the podcast for a little bit that as much as I absolutely adore movies, I also love games. And so along with Video Monsters, we're branching out into Cardboard Monsters. I'm, I'm not starting a whole other podcast at this point because I don't feel like managing to. So this is the first of the Cardboard Monsters episodes of Video Monsters, which was why the <laughs> at the number 300, because I, I don't know when this is actually going to be re- released. So I don't know what number this actually will be. Have you really done 300? Is that a real number? That or? is a real number. Oh, wow. I, I want to just start making them up. But no, yeah. that is a real well, number. I didn't know if you're like the bank where you automatically started X amount of checks because you need to give yourself credibility, you know? So I'm just 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 clarifying. I really thought you would be better at this by now. <laughs> no, man. Like, I only get worse the longer that I do things. That's very true. Yes. <laughs> That's... uh. 
Nope. To be fair, we did that joke on the editing floor. We did um, kind of, uh, we did, we did kind of inflate the number to a certain extent by doing fifty episodes over the course of two months. Sixty. Oh, Dude, 60, 60. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Wow. 60, 60 yeah. episodes over the course of two months. Wow. I was only on like maybe two thirds of those. When Eric first joined the podcast, it was during our sixty days till Halloween, mm. where we were putting out daily episodes. They were much shorter. That was back when we were doing like 20 to 40 minute episodes rather than our two to three hours that we've been doing lately. Um, So yeah, the numbers seem a little bit inflated. Um, But no, this is honestly the 300 and something time that uh, that I've started the podcast. It's also a pretty special episode because this is the very first time in like two years that we have recorded anything in person. That's true. Like this is the first time since uh, February of 2020. Yeah, right? wow. uh, that we have done one in person together. Hey, great. That's that's amazing because my show we never record in person because everyone's uh-huh. like different parts of the country and uh, it, some hosts have been in entirely different countries or other side of the world. So mm. we we recorded one in person for the first time ever uh, last October or back in October, mm. and that was like, oh, this is really weird to see you guys, and we're not on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, the pacing works so much better, too, because like I could actually look at you and be like, hey, yeah, here's a time to talk rather than, all right, Eric, that's not a lag. That's actually a time for you to say things. Yeah, or we're like everybody starts it's, talking it's at bad. the same time because oh, of the lag, yeah. and then we stop yeah. and then it's like dead air. And so, yeah, this is this is it'd be a totally different kind of energy. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, COVID. But we're not getting onto that because we do have a limited time on this episode. Uh, yeah. So with my love of movies and games, um, we're, we're going to be doing some board game reviews, um, but it's less of a review so much as a discussion about the board game from a movie lover's perspective, because uh, there are plenty of other gaming podcasts out there. I mean, if you want just kind of like quick general reviews, go to Dice Tower. They're, they're kind of the gold standard of what's this game like? Is it good? Yep. Nope. Okay. Time to move on. Um, if, if you want to learn how to play something, watch it played is pretty much unmatched. I mean, um, Rodney is probably the best at explaining what a game is and how to play it but again he doesn't really review them it is very much just a rules explanation but watch his videos and you will know how to play a game and if you want something that is purely entertaining uh go listen to shut up and sit down which is just about the only gaming podcast that i listen to purely for entertainment uh, and humor because well mostly because they're british um all right, but so with this one, it's less of a gaming in and of itself because, again, so many other gaming podcasts out there. Keeping with the video theming, we are going to be talking about games within the context of movies. Uh, you know, I, I love doing themed nights, so I love like having people over, watching a movie, playing a related game, and that's what we're going to be doing. A lot of the games that we're going to be covering over the however long that we end up doing this uh, are not going to be a direct tie into the movie. But, you know, since we are starting out with the uh, the sort of the tone of the podcast, then we are starting out with a direct movie tie-in game with the Back to the Future, Back in Time board game. So uh, there's a few reasons why we're starting out with this board game. One of the reasons is because Eric is the worst and our fair. original, <laughs> both fair and accurate, our original theme for November was supposed to be Remember, Remember, Remember November. Uh, and we were going to be doing time travel movies because Doc Brown invented time travel on the 5th of November, which is also Guy Fawkes Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Eric, at the last minute, changed his mind and wanted to do Thanksgiving instead. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was just, uh, I was feeling some Hanks. I was feeling very Hankful. I mean, <laughs> I got no problems with it. <laughs> so, yeah, since we are not talking about time travel movies, we'll at least talk about a time travel game. Um, and we all have different experiences. We time travel back and <laughs> redo the game, maybe. Mm. Well, well we'll get to that because yeah. we did not do well no no, no. We did not. no, no we, we are we are bad at things i did fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh before we start getting into the de- details about the game um what what are y'all's very quick very general thoughts about back to the future because we we can't do a full review episode of the movie right now um yeah what, what what are your thoughts eric we'll start with you um my thoughts are it is uh, maybe the best movie ever made um uh, <laughs> it is at the very least probably my favorite movie of all time i have like 
I have different answers to this question depending on who's asking the question. Um, but in general, somebody asked me, me. I I am asking you the question. You're asking me it right now. Yes, I, I literally. Or or it follows or the fly. Those are my three favorite movies. For, if it's I'm okay you. with the fly. If it's you, yeah. Um, but no, like it is the one, especially whenever it's just like if people find out that I love movies, but they're not like cinephiles like I am. They're like, oh, yeah, what's your favorite movie? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's Back to the Future because that just seems like the good. Like, I feel like if people our age, there's always like that one, usually a Steven Spielberg directed or produced movie. That's our favorite movie. And for me, it's Back to the Future. Um, Jurassic Park for me. Yeah. And usually or it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark or Jaws or, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to pick between those. But um, Back to the Future is the one I watched the most as a kid. And it's the one that I've committed the most to memory. And uh, I could watch it any time. And recently I showed it to my kids a couple years ago for the first time. We went through the whole trilogy and it was just like a magical experience. I mean, it is it is a great movie. And even watching it now as an adult, it's like it's just amazing how perfectly calibrated everything is in that movie, especially considering it is about um, someone going back in time and having his mother trying to uh, have sex <laughs> with him. It's essentially. basically a movie about <laughs> incest. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole movie hinges on a moment of, uh, you know, sexual assault. Uh, it, it's amazing yep. that any of it works at all. <laughs> yeah. Back to the future is basically teaching kids to be bullies. You know, I will say, though, when I watched it with my kids, we did have a very long uh, conversation about consent and about how the worst thing that Biff does is the way he forces himself on Lorraine. And it really is like a very good movie to teach your children about like how you should treat, especially if you have boys, like how to treat women or or just other people in general. Here's the thing, though. Yes, Biff is the worst. That makes it very clear. He is the villain of the movie. George, who is the sort of, you know, de facto quasi hero sort of Mm -hmm. not only does he get the girl when he finally punches a dude but they then emphasize that when that redheaded dude comes up is like beat it george i'm gonna dance with her Uh and he starts sulking away just okay fine and and then he comes back over and shoves him to the ground and that's when he kisses her so our intro to george as a young man is him uh spying on women through their windows yeah binoculars yeah it's crazy it's it, this is a kid's movie too that's that's one of my favorite things about it is anybody of any age can watch this movie and get have a good time again it's amazing that any of it works at all <laughs> yeah considering how it's pitched but yeah great movie obviously <laughs> <laughs> with, with that explanation yeah great movie yes yes my three-year-old daughter is gonna love it right <laughs> yeah no uh so i um I, I think I watched it for the first time when I was eight years old. Uh, my parents never explained anything, so I just had to kind of figure out what all this stuff was and just kind of, you know, just it's like, okay, yeah, that's what that's what happens, I guess. That's how time travel works, and this is what this is what people do. Sure, why not? Right. Um, but uh, it's actually Back to the Future 2 is my favorite movie, I think, of all time, which Ooh. I know people are going to be like, what? But Same. Yeah, so it no, that's, is. No, that's not a what. I, uh, I, I did a double feature last night because, you know, I wanted it fresh on my mind. Yeah. And as much as I love Back to the Future, Back to the Future 2 is like dark. And it, it is the Empire Strikes Back of the Back mm, to the Futures. It is. And yeah. it's. Oh, it's so good. It works so yeah. well. Yeah. And and so I like my I think that's what partly the reason why I love technology so much and so obsessed with it is because of that movie and the way they presented it. Obviously, it's it's, you know, fantastical. It's not realistic, but yet it it it, it they keep the theme and they keep it all together. And I know we're not talking about that movie specifically, but so if you're talking about a favorite trilogy, I would say probably Lord of the Rings. But if you're talking about just like the movie you can go to, I think Back to the Future, you're you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be good. And, um, you know, you can walk away with that. But if you want a trilogy and uh, number two, it's great. Well, and I mean, it does relate because two of the characters that you play in the back to the future, uh, back in time game are Jennifer and Einstein. It's true. Who do not travel. Well, Einstein travels in time in the first one, but (laughs) for a minute, (laughs) for literally a minute. Yes. Hey, John, how's Einstein at time traveling? Uh, he is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) John, what are your thoughts on Back to the Future? Because you have a very personal connection uh, with not so much the movie. Like, it's not like you were on the movie or anything, but you you have a very personal connection to it. Yeah. So uh, Back to the Future has been one of my favorite movies for, man, I probably was about eight the first time I saw it, too. Um, Possibly younger, because I definitely saw saw the third one in theaters. I remember that vividly. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is one of my uh, favorite 
movie trilogies. Uh, the, the, the first one, like if I had to pick one of the three, to, that's my favorite. It is the second one because that's a movie and a half within two hours and it's extremely tightly written. Mm-hmm. It, it resolves some things from the, from the first one while very effectively setting up the third one in a very credible way with some payoffs in, in the denouement of the third one that my, my wife, who is a huge Back to the Future fan, didn't realize until this last rewatch through the trilogy how many things are set up in in two that pay off right towards the tail end of three, mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah, it's just it, the the writing in that in that second one is is incredible. But uh, the first one is just a if you want to just watch the first one on your on its own, it's a completely self contained story. It does exactly what it needs to do. Uh, it is it, it draws on many different themes of sort of other plots, but manages to remix them in a way that's interesting and entertaining, and and remains. Ironically, timeless in its presentation. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, big big fan of Back to the Future. But my personal connection is uh, my my wife and I at our wedding, uh, we found a guy who had a DeLorean that it what was willing to uh, in exchange for money drive us, <laughs> <laughs> drive us away from our reception in his DeLorean. So we have this. Did you go 88 miles an hour? Uh, No. In fact, fun (laughs) fact, everyone: the speedometer in a real DeLorean only goes up to 85. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. And so uh, this last weekend, my my kids uh, my kids are three years and one day apart, so their birthdays always you know butt up next to each other. So we we got them a surprise, and last weekend brought out that guy again. uh, This time for free, just because he thought it was a fun idea, and uh, he it drove my kids around in in uh, a DeLorean, and they got a huge kick out of it. So yeah, they they really enjoyed that. My daughter at first thought we'd somehow actually got gotten Michael J. Fox. (laughs) <laughs> and so she was mildly disappointed. Oh, you you should have like changed the time on your clock while while she was gone. <laughs> she oh man, that would have been so great wow. for her to come home and just like all of your clocks, yeah, <laughs> like two hours or yeah, two hours, but you know that a number been, of time different. That would have been amazing. I I should have had her like because check look at my watch before she got in and then change. Oh man, opportunity missed. Ah. Oh well. Well, thanks for breaking me down there, Nathan. Well, uh, here, maybe this will bring you back up. When your kids were over the, the other day and riding their bikes with my son, um, your son kept going 88 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it was adorable. Yeah, my kids, my kids love the movie. Uh, they definitely don't get some of the other themes yet, but, <laughs> yeah, sure. you know. Yeah, uh, I, I'm right there on board with the rest of you. I absolutely adore Back to the Future. It is one of the greatest movies. I've rewatched it more times than I can possibly count. And the older that I get and the more that I rewatch it, the darker that movie gets. And and I love it. And just because I love some of those nuances that, you know, like as a kid, you don't notice the fact that the first time that you meet Marty's mom, she's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And the look on her face when she says uh, uh, like that, when she's telling the story about how she met George and she's like, I knew right then I'd be spending the rest of my life with him. You don't notice the eye roll of just like, and I've hated every yeah. minute of it mm-hmm. since then. Mm-hmm. And it oh, a curse. It's, oh, it's so good. There's so many of those little things that just got we yeah, eventually Liam Thompson is incredible, the, especially the in that first. Movie. Mm-hmm. I like it, as a kid, I didn't even like I didn't even realize that it was the same actor. And like, I didn't even realize that she was also the older version of the mom. Yeah, the makeup effects are great for the time. She mm-hmm. is, too. Yeah, she sells it so well. They didn't even digitally reproduce anyone's faces in that one. Uh, eventually, <laughs> we are going to be doing a full review of Back to the Future because, of course, we are. But with our love for the movie, how, how how do you all think the game compared to the movie? And we'll get into like some of those deeper details in just a second. But like just overall, do you feel like the uh, game gave you a good experience of playing the movie or not? I'm trying to think if I was watching, like if I had not seen the movie and played the game, I, I don't know that it would pull me much closer to it, especially since some of the mechanics of time travel and running into yourself and all of these things. I mean, I know that's not like a huge theme in the first one, but it's like there's actually very little to talk about time traveling within that game whatsoever, except for a lightning bolt at the end. You don't get the opening story. You don't get anything. So basically you're just running around collecting things while Biff ruins relationships and punches people. So it's basically I, it's just like <laughs> the, it's basically the plot of the movie after he's already traveled back into 1955, yeah. which mm. I mean, it's, it's an adaptation of the first movie. And 
we you guys keep talking about how like you like the second one the best and the second one is really the only one that's actually a time travel movie really because the first one mm-hmm. yeah. is just he travels back to 1955 he spends yeah. most of the movie there and then he has to get back and uh, you true. know it's basically that's just a, a uh i'm stuck in the past kind of like a kid in king arthur's court kind mm-hmm. of kind of thing um i think as an adaptation of the first movie the game is great because it's essentially just taking the two main conflicts of the film where it's i gotta get the time machine ready to go back and i also have to get my parents to fall in love and kind of combining those two (laughs) two things and like as a as a uh a representation of that i think it pulls it off fairly well Oh yeah, I would agree. Uh, my my two main beefs, and uh, Nathan, you already mentioned this, are that Jennifer is a playable character, and that yeah. it's Einstein and not Copernicus. That's the that's the yeah. uh, canine companion uh, helping you out. Now, obviously, I mean Jennifer does. Uh, I, I'm not speaking out of school here. The, the Bob Bob Gale has him, or both Bobs have said this in mm-hmm. in interviews. Jennifer does. You know, she later in the trilogy kind of just becomes a load that they have to deal with because. Unfortunately, she's there at the end of the first one. She yeah, doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah. The movie. Other other than other than being an inspiration for Marty uh, to want to get home in in the uh, in the first one, she doesn't really play a very active part. Unfortunately, um, so it it became. I was curious how Jennifer was supposedly you know influencing from. Oh, she like, she was terrible in our game. Yeah, she, she was, was. very <laughs> thematically uh, worthless. Yeah, there you so. go. <laughs> Uh, whereas she, she she played by Nathan, I would like to. I don't. I don't think we mentioned. We haven't mentioned which <laughs> yeah. characters we played as. Yes. W- meanwhile, I was playing Einstein, and he was just doing zoomies with the DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a good. He got all the good boys. <laughs> How could he? He was the definitely pedals? the best boy. He had tiny yeah. little legs. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I I feel like uh, I feel like other than other than that quibble, I, I don't know what other. I mean, you could rename those characters with uh, you know another character from from the uh from 1955 and and that would be perfectly fine um and apart from that uh, i do i do feel like you do have the two dueling tensions i feel like this game would be very very challenging just two player mm-hmm. um yeah especially because the time track you have even less time with yeah. just two right right but you also have biff moving less so mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm ah uh, I, I am kind of there with you in terms of like, I love the fact that it is set just entirely in the past. So it's not trying to have time travel in the game because too many games that try to incorporate time travel, it just doesn't work. Like there, there might be one or two like, oh, that was cool. But the game itself, it's just like, well, wait a second. If this happened, shouldn't that have also affected that? And uh, isn't yeah, there another Back to the Future game that... Yeah, the IDW one has that element to it and it does it does try to do way more time travel. It tries to be much more of the, uh, of the trilogy mm-hmm. and, or at least the first two, I'm trying to remember if there's an old West com- component of it or not. I don't believe that there is. I own it and I've played it twice, but that's been a few years. Um, but yeah, there is definitely a, uh, there's definitely a component of it that, uh, of the, at least in the first two movies that, yeah, the time travel is there, but it, it doesn't, it struggles for me. Right. Well, and I mean, even with talking about the movie in terms of like how it relates, so, you know, I think that one of the things, Eric, like you mentioned this, that makes Back to the Future the movie work so well is it's not a time travel movie. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, a little bit of the, oh, no, you can't have them not fall in love because they will cease to exist. But you don't have to worry about like all of that. Well, if I go here and do this and it has this ripple effect, yeah. then we have to show that ripple effect, which again, like that's one of the things that I do love about Back to the Future too. Uh, and, and I love the way that it's handled in terms of like how it splits the timeline. Not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do love the fact that one of the things that makes Back to the Future the movie work is it is a movie in the past and and it could be like get rid of the time travel aspect and it could still work as a movie Mm -hmm. maybe not quite as interesting but it could work it's interesting that you guys all feel this way because i guess in just maybe it's my fascination with time travel like that to me was very heavily tied to everything like everything hinged upon the fact that he was sent back and everything because of this one event has caused havoc and so the fact that i didn't really walk away from that with any sort of emphasis on it other than they're in the past trying to fix well, something. Like I, I just, it's, it's funny that I'm totally different on than everybody else on that. The, the movie bookends with time travel. Yeah. But it's not a time travel movie like two is in terms of seeing yeah. how this impacts that. And you, you again, it's you get it a story at the focused end. on just Marty's future, essentially like trying to make sure that he can get back 
home and also not be erased from existence. <laughs> right. It's and and so like from that aspect, yeah, I think the game works because your two main goals are fix the DeLorean and get it ready to get struck by lightning and fix up your parents and get them ready to be struck by their own lightning and uh, their pants. Uh, and so like that <laughs> is the <laughs> keep, keep them away from Biff and fight him if you have to. And <laughs> if you can successfully if, find yeah, him. Yeah, I, I, I played as Marty who uh, we, we decided was the one who was going to fight Biff most of the game and uh, I was not very successful at fighting Biff. <laughs> well, it, it, there, you know it is, it, it, which is makes sense because in the movie he never actually does fight Biff. No, I he should runs have been away. trying to run away from him the whole that is time. True. That's what, that's, that was our, our uh, biggest mistake. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let, let's get into some of the like more technical things about the game and then we'll circle back around to maybe a little bit more of the discussion of how well they actually paired together. So one of the things that I wanted to start with is I love the art of this game. You know, I love that it has more of like that almost comic book graphic novel esque mm, type yeah. of look because to me that makes it okay that it is not like playing the movie. It has enough of like watching uh, like the, like a, the cartoon spinoff or something mm. like that, where it's like Jennifer wasn't in the movie. I, all right. whatever I, she was in the cartoon, mm. I think. Yes. Yeah. And she's in the, there's like a video game series that telltale did. Um, yeah. And, and their comic book, like the story continues in comic book form too, which I think the comics are the only ones that are technically canonical. Like Bob Gale kind of oversees that to a certain extent, but um, I haven't read any of the comics. I just know that they are sort of canonical. Um, anyway, go on, Nathan. Yep. <laughs> oh, was that it? You're done. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I love the art because uh, again, I feel like it gives it a little bit more of that leeway. Mm-hmm. It would also look really like, I feel like it would automatically feel dated if you were using images from the mm-hmm. movie. It yeah. just, it, oh, yeah. it would not, it would not work yeah as well it looks great my only qualm is that the uh they obviously have to compress the geography a little bit because you're moving not just around like the town square on the board um but you're also like going to doc brown's house and george and lorraine's house so they're all kind of put together but also i'm like annoyed of where they place lou's cafe (laughs) because it's in the wrong corner unless i'm misremembering it but i've seen the movie like so many times that i'm 99 percent sure it's just in the wrong it's on the other corner of the away from the courthouse where you, it shouldn't be you are 100 correct okay, it's, yeah. it's it's diagonally uh where or yeah it's across the corner because the because the uh movie theater is diagonally opposite of where it should be in relation to yeah. the, the movie theater is like where lou's cafe is supposed to be no the movie theater right? no the movie theater should be kind of down and behind to the left of the courthouse oh you mean like the in the in the movie yeah in the movie yeah and yeah, but on the game board it's where the it's cafe where the is cafe to yes be. exactly yeah. uh it, which i guess I don't know. I don't know if we played enough to, to really understand exactly why. I assume there's some sort of balance reason for that, but uh, in terms of the gameplay, but yeah, the, there must have been something in terms of like uh, where things are because like the car has to start at the school parking lot and then yeah, make right. it all the way around. And you have cards that will show up on different places that you have to go to to resolve. So I assume it's just in playing the game. That's just the way they had to. Yeah, but it, I mean, but. you know, like I watched the movie last night and I didn't notice or care. <laughs> but yeah, so, they, maybe they assume that most people playing are like, ah, whatever. Yeah. It looks great though. Like it's awesome. And also my favorite little uh, detail is that the uh, you have the clock tower is the only part that's like a cardboard piece that you set up that's three dimensional and you can drop the dice in it. It's like the, the dice tower. That's, yeah. that's really fun. Yeah. It, uh, was it called the the uh, clock dice tower or the dice clock tower? I forget which one it, it says in the book. I don't remember. Which it doesn't matter. Also the book has the uh, the Tales from Space cover on mm-hmm. it, the instruction booklet which is a really fun detail. Oh yeah, also uh d- go ahead and open up the box and if y'all didn't look at the board, you need to see the board when you first oh, open it up. Oh, yeah, like when it's folded up, it's the flux capacitor. Yeah, yeah. so the yeah. first thing that you see when you open up the box is the flux capacitor. So just a, a ton of production went into this. Um mm. some of the cards are a little bit flimsy like the player boards are are really flimsy. Um and I didn't love that but also it doesn't really matter um the the little minis that come with it i think those are good they're okay the the plastic's a little uh mushy but yeah yeah i mean they're they're functional because again like they're just there to show you who's where right Um, it's not it's not unmatched uh, you know oh god 
it is literally unmatched to unmatched. Yeah. Uh, I, I do wish that George and Lorraine were different though, because they're both so similarly shaped and they're both the exact same color. And so sometimes it was like, move George two spaces. Wait, no, that's Lorraine. And so yeah. I yeah. kind of wish they'd maybe just done like a different base on them. Something to, to signify yeah. which one is which. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I mean, I, I like the production. Adam, John, what'd y'all think of it? Well, I mean, in you know, in in real life, I'm in the print industry in a few different ways, so it, I nitpick the stuff it's all very the true. time. And I will say, I really appreciated that the power things, rather than being uh, cards, were tiles mm-hmm. because you have to flip them as part of your action or to to execute certain things. And so, throughout your turn, you're flipping them to exhaust them. That way, it's very clear when it's been used versus tapping them or or uh, some other mechanism. And also because you have to handle them all the time on these very flimsy player boards, it's nice to have something firm to grab onto with the uh, with the tile itself. It would be nice if the player boards had been a thicker cardstock, maybe even like a chipboard, but um, more more like the other the other player boards. But I don't think that really took away from from any of it. Um, the yeah, and then the other the other elements, uh, the items, and the other little challenges being those. Um, those mini American size cards, I think, was perfectly fine. Printing quality is great. I mean, it's is this a Funko? Yeah, yeah, Funko. yeah. It's a okay. Funko and Prospero so, Hall. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's perfectly fine uh, on the pr- production side. Um, the the two things that speaking of like the card quality, mm-hmm. the two things that I was like, man, I really wish they had done just a little bit more because they so easily could have because it was already cardboard. The uh, the time tracker and the love tracker which were like that thicker cardboard. They weren't right. the, mm-hmm. uh, just like the flimsy, uh, cardstock. I really, really wish that they had had like, you know, little divots or something so that as you're moving the tracker, if you're playing on like, you know, a table that's a little bit more flimsy, or if after you're reaching across for something, if you knock it, you don't have to remember, wait, where exactly were we? So mm-hmm. I wish that had been a little bit different, but again, these, these are very minor things. It was perfectly functional. Um, I, I do think, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm sure someone on Etsy will sell you an upgrade pack for like 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a cheap mm-hmm. bastard. I am not going to pay more <laughs> money for a game that I got probably at about a quarter of the price. Yeah. So yeah, you got you got a nice little clearance uh, sticker on there. Yeah. I'm a little so, jealous of the price so, you get to pay for that. Honestly, sometimes I leave those stickers on the games to remind me that I've not spent as right. much money as uh, <laughs> as it seems like I have looking at my collection. Whatever lets you sleep at night, buddy. That's uh, <laughs> more like whatever lets me sleep in the bed and not on the couch at night. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, um, the game is a little fiddly with the cards and like as you move the time tracker and it's like, okay, turn over this card to do this thing mm-hmm. and then this will tell you how far to move Lorraine or how far to move Biff. Like, I think that the instructions were very clear. I think that yeah. maybe we only had like two questions throughout the entire game in terms of like, hey, wait a second. Does it mean this or this? But for the most part, it, it's very clear. You know, the rules make it, uh, it, I think, very good rules explanation in terms of understanding what the game is and how it plays. And uh, if you do get this game and if you are playing with people, I very strongly recommend as you are introducing the rules to people to like really get them into the mood of the game. So like rather than you flip over a trouble card, it's going to do this thing, you know, like really play up the, this is the gang and their gangs over here and they're causing this kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have to go scare them off and do this other thing before you can, because like you can only have one trouble card out at a time. Mm-hmm. And if you're just like, well, why can't I have two trouble cards? Wouldn't the trouble that they started still stay there? It's like, mm-hmm. no, cause so, you know, like play up some of the thematic elements, um, but in terms of like the actual game, it's basically Yahtzee, which I'm mm. okay with, but because I love checking dice. So yeah. what, it's what, similar to Yahtzee. And I, I'm, I'm a gaming neophyte, so maybe there's a better uh, comparison, but it rem- reminded me a lot of Horrified, mm-hmm. to the Universal Monsters game. Kind of, yeah. It's very similar in the gameplay. Yeah, it's uh, Fungo's been doing a great job with their games in terms of like giving you a ton of theme and a ton of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things that at some point we're not going to have this uh, this episode go too, too long. But at some point, we're probably going to give a little bit more background on, you know, like some of our experience with games. But like for me, the art and the theme carry so much of the game. Yeah, if it looks beautiful and if I can put myself into the game, mm-hmm. I'm OK with mediocre gameplay. 
and especially back- if it's something like this that's based on an established property that you are familiar with yeah. right yeah and like this for me that's kind of what it was it's like the gameplay it's it's fine you're gonna go over here you're gonna roll some dice you're gonna flip over some cards there's nothing there's not a ton of strategy with it um I would disagree. I think, yeah, there is. Yeah, I feel like you do have to be pretty strategic because there's um, multiple objectives you're going to have to. Yeah, and and with four players, you've got more opportunities for Biff to move. I I guess maybe it would be interesting to play this at two players and see if you can, um, because it doesn't specify you have to pick like Doc and Marty if you're only two players, does it? No, Mm -hmm. like you can pick whoever. Because that would, that would. Because each player has different powers. And they have different um, dice. Different abilities. Yeah, so, well, they everybody has so there's four basic dice colors in the game and then everybody starts with five basic tiles and so they get one of each of the four basic dice and then an additional one of a different one so right so like jennifer who i was playing is allegedly better at getting them to fall in love uh you got an extra love heart dice but i i was terrible at love dice (laughs) einstein had an extra move the delorean DeLorean, And, and you were rocking that. You mm-hmm. drove the car Einstein, all the way to Doc's house. Also, his ability to move Biff, I think that was underutilized because a lot of what we... I mean, it. what happened to us in the game was that we realized <laughs> that when you're... So you start at this neutral place on the love meter between George and Lorraine. And when you go negative uh, and then the photo starts to erase, it has a double impact. Yep. And so basically we were they, they were outright hating each other as much as possible. <laughs> and if the meter could have gone lower, it would have gone much lower. And yeah, yeah, so then yeah. they were erasing double time. So had had we tried to utilize Einstein's ability to keep Biff and move him farther away, that could have preserved the, our ability. We still would have lost, but yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that there's a lot more strategy in this. Yeah. When you say it's basically Yahtzee, I mean, Yahtzee determines if you're successful at what you're trying to do, but there's a lot of things you can do to prolong your agony to give you more chances of success. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is because our true. strategy was I was Marty, and because I was Marty, I had the extra, the die that like allows you to punch Biff, and so we just kept moving me to Biff and trying to fight him, and every time I was unsuccessful. Yeah. <laughs> we never, well, we never knocked him down a single time because that's how you can kind of prolong yeah we didn't knock him down at all Uh, we were the worst at fighting he he had a real chumbawamba energy there yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) except he didn't even get get, knocked down he didn't even get knocked down yeah he's just like i get up and i stay up um okay when i say it's basically yahtzee i don't mean that as like the worst thing ever i mean like the core of what you are doing is you're going to a place Mm -hmm. you're rolling dice to try to achieve those goals yeah there is a lot more thinking in terms of all right where do i go how do i do this so there is more uh strategy in the prep work for it mm. but the core mechanics of it yes. I, I guess that would have been a, a better way to explain it is the mechanics versus the strategy yeah yeah, yeah that's fair i feel like so in, in this game i think that it obviously if you're neutral on back to the future i think you're going to be like yeah it, it is what it is you know right because yeah. like you guys have talked about the strength of the game is really the stuff that relates to it how you can feel like you're taking a part of it and yeah there's a lot of things that are weird like you can't like people can't go through town square at certain times for certain reasons that it's just un uh, it's not explained why they just they can't do it like yeah george biff and lorraine are just like banned from the town square i I think it's to keep the clockwise you have to keep them moving clockwise around it which also i think is thematically appropriate because it is about time travel yeah that is kind of fun yeah right i feel like they put they put money and durability in the places that was most important. So yeah, the player tiles or the player sheets or whatever they are, I, I would have liked them to have been stronger as well, but they, they made the things you're going to actually be flipping and moving a lot much more. And it also mm-hmm. terribly annoys me when any game themes something. And then instead of a character that looks like the character, they give you this blue, you know, phallic shape that you just stands up, you know what uh. I mean? <laughs> so, and it's just this, this, it's like an excuse Fair. to say this is a character. And yeah. so I, I really appreciate, even though, yes, I agree. Different colors would have been great. They, they took the time and took the effort to do that. Cause they know that people are not buying this game because this is going to be an incredible game that is going to revolutionize the way they play. They're yeah. buying this game because they like freaking back to the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And but is it replayable? So I I desperately want to play it again because mm. we lost. Yeah. I guess what I want to know we, we is learned a so lot in our- it, would I like oh, okay, you know, we have some friends over. What are we gonna do? I think we should replay back to the future that we beat once or twice. You know, I just mm. I don't see that happening. So I think you have to think of this game as something that you are going to play if you like the thing 
And if you haven't played it before, if you've played it with friends and you've already finished it, I just can't imagine the replayability on this is going to be super high. That's just my opinion. Like That's the game. Fair it enough. Was really fun. But once I finish it, I don't know that I'm going to want to go back to it anytime soon. That's fair enough. Um, I, yeah, I, I really wanted to play it again because, well, we lost. Um, and also like trying to think through our, what would our strategy have been differently? Actually using more of our player powers, actually trying to get more of those cards the first couple of rounds mm-hmm. uh, that, that can enhance some of those abilities mm-hmm. rather than just, all right, let, let's go straight to this thing. Doing some prep work, I think definitely would have been different. Um, if we had played it this time and gotten all the way through it and won, I would still really want to replay it. But I'm also the kind of person that like if I've beaten a game, it's like, yeah, but I want to go back because of, again, the theme. And, and again, like that, I think, is uh, where a lot of mm. our different personalities and different interactions with games comes into play. Because for me, if the theme draws me in, then because the mechanics are so similar to so many other games with also similar mechanics, I want to play the game that I am enjoying being in that world. Like uh, yeah. Eric, you already mentioned horrified. I love horrified. Yeah, that game's great because I love universal monsters and I've played that game so many times and but to push back a little bit, you have a lot of games. Oh, I have way more games <laughs> than I'm ever you, going to play. You're surrounded Let's say by you finish them. this right? and you guys want to play another game like and you just got here. You want to play a game. Is that really the game you're going to go for versus all of the other ones you have when you're talking about replaying a game that you finished? That is a very good question. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to answer it in a second. <laughs> I want to get John and Eric's responses to how replayable the game is because yes, I would come back to it with a very specific reason that we'll get to in a second. Uh, so John, how, how replayable do you find the back to the future game? I mean the the randomization element of it comes from the movement deck, and also there's there's an opportunity challenge deck. But that's uh, you see. So I mean, you're going to see a few of those, but I don't know. I, I I think the movement deck is the main the main replay draw to it. And a little bit of my gaming background, I play a lot of of uh, solo and co op games. So there's a lot of games where you're playing, you know, you're playing against some kind of automation. Whether it's in the case of Lord of the Rings, an encounter deck which is usually a whole bunch of cards and is, I mean, that game is almost, it's functionally infinitely replayable. You could play this game every day the rest of your life and not get all the possible combinations and all the possible player decks and everything else. So, so that one to me is, is kind of the, the gold standard in games like that, you know, Arkham included in that Marvel is getting there. Although I kind of bailed out of Marvel. Sorry, Caleb. Um, I know he's a friend. I love the work he's done on that game, but I just, I couldn't get into the theme enough. Sorry. Um, it, 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 it matters like it matters. it's a great game yeah. but yeah. yeah like with not loving marvel it's yeah, yeah. well and um, yeah and i mean talking about theme i mean mj's work in, in arkham mechanically is amazing but i just i i can't i can't do I, I just can't do that that universe i don't enjoy it i don't like the the like just that everything is death and, and horror <laughs> and i want to i want to have some new catastrophe in my gaming so that's why i stick to you know that's why i've stuck to the lord of the rings lcg so hard but anyway back to back to back to the future that's not an easy sentence to say. <laughs> you get that one for free there, listeners. Uh, but going back to Back to the Future, uh, this one, the the theme of it would draw me back in. I would be more curious. I probably could see once I have successfully beaten it three or four times, it probably would just gather dust and find its way to McKay. Um, but that that is, uh, that's, yeah, I think that's fair for me. That's, but that's how I would end up doing it. Fair enough. Eric, what about you? How replayable do you think the game is? And you're also in a different situation because your kids are older than the rest of ours. Yeah, my kids are eight and 11. Um, so I was just sitting here thinking like, yeah, this would be really replayable because I feel like with, I mean, and my kids are pretty much the only people I ever play board games with until today. Um, so <laughs> You're welcome. So like with given the audience and the, uh, the other players I have available to me, I feel like this would be really replayable for us and i'm also like you guys obviously play a lot more board games than i do that have a lot more complexity to them i like the simplicity of this game like it's one that you know we picked up and figured out very easily and uh, i'm intimidated by games that have a lot of rules and complexity to them so i like the uh i like how clear uh all the rules are for this game i like how easy it is to just kind of pick up and play because again usually when i'm playing games i'm like i want to play for an hour and then after that i i'm 
losing my patience with it or with my kids. Um, so, <laughs> so I think that this would be a great one to, to reach and I'd, I'd play it all the time. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to wait to come back to the question of what I really reach for this game. It depends so much on who the audience is. Like if the three of you came over, I'd be like, hey, guys, let's do another Back to the Future day and play uh, the Back to the Future game. And I also, if we had had time, uh, was going to have us play this Back to the Future out of time dice game, which like straight up is just Yahtzee. Uh, mm. It, it yep. really is. Yeah. Like, um, this is the kind of, like I play Yacht with my kids. It's like Yahtzee and Horrified and Munchkin. And then we have a Harry Potter board game and like those are pretty much the only games that, oh and then the, the godzilla i think it's a funko game uh yeah you have it behind it's, you. it's uh, right up here yeah yeah it's a godzilla game <laughs> that's those are pretty much tokyo the clash i think tokyo clash that's it yeah yeah and i I, th- I think you do bring up a good point though and sorry I, I realize you're going into this big this big you know oh no thing, no so like I, but big. i i think it does matter who your audience is what time you have because my wife hates games that take longer than 30 45 minutes yep. so yep, my wife too. and this is not really a game you can do solo i mean i guess you could try but it would it would probably not go very well for you you could solo it as multiple characters yeah, yeah i would too i would two-hand it yeah so yeah uh, but you know and for me like my time is so limited right now my daughter's three years old so a lot and she can't really do anything other than destroy the game you're playing versus (laughs) trying to do anything else so i think when i'm looking at what am i going to do with my time it is not going to be replay a game that i've played at least not right now but i also don't i don't play games eight moves ahead i don't like games where you're constantly having to think all these steps because honestly i play games to get away from where i am right now to relax a little bit and if my brain is working harder (laughs) to try to play this game than it is at my job like (laughs) that is that is taxing to me and i walk away exhausted so that's what i did appreciate about back to the future is that i didn't really have to think three steps ahead because you don't know what's going to happen when the dice rolls and biff Mm. runs over and destroys another relationship right yes Yeah, and pushes the DeLorean backwards because he's so frustrated. He was punching the DeLorean back. (laughs) Yeah, that that is a thing that happened in our game. So like it's little things like that for me that made the game so much fun is the fact that, yeah, Biff was punching the DeLorean backwards (laughs) and Einstein was scaring him away by just barking at him. And uh, Jennifer, who is the girlfriend of of the woman the the son that like there's so many of these like weird we just, we're fun just gonna look at this that, as an alternate reality version yeah, of of the right. movie oh we, we created the worst timeline yeah, like we, we marty disappeared so quick and uh yeah if anything it makes me appreciate the movie even more because it shows you how impossible the task he has to accomplish <laughs> is <laughs> i i have to be honest though is is our outcome really the worst outcome i mean yeah marty and his and his uh, uh his siblings don't exist but I mean, compared to George and Lorraine initially in 1985, wouldn't they be happier apart? I mean, and also, what's <laughs> Crispin uh, Glover would agree with you. You since know what? He doesn't like the ending of the this, first movie because it's all about like, yeah, we're rich now. Good. Now that's how we're happy because okay. we have money. <laughs> I actually, I actually had this discussion with my wife because I know I, I pointed out they still live in the same house. They love that. Yeah, but yeah, they live like, in the same I house. That was like so weird. George and Lorraine. I don't think that their no. I don't think that their income has gone up. I just think that that they, like I could see George being in a job where he's making a good income, but they're just so miserly about it that they never spend on the house. They never spend. That's fair, on, Yeah. You know, on anything fun because they just hate each other so much and they and they hate. What <laughs> so they say, yeah, they're still miserable. <laughs> yeah, and so they they never enjoy the money that they're making. They just they just look happier because they have more money and they can take care of themselves well, a little yeah. bit better. Lorraine's not spending all of her money on liquor, so yeah, exactly. you know, well, like, and also it looks like he just got a publishing deal, so you know he probably got a ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar advance. So it's and he bought yeah. some tennis clothes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not he might not have a whole lot of money. Uh, yeah, you know this isn't the worst timeline because at least marty sorry not marty george isn't dead so back mm, to the future 2 is yeah. a much oh, darker not timeline. By Biff. That is, <laughs> that's true that is very true yeah, yeah so it, it could have gone uh much much worse um oh man we probably should have put a, spoil- a spoiler warning on this thing right because i mean you know there might be the- a ton of people out there who've never seen back to the future but want to listen to a podcast about the game <laughs> about a tie-in game yes. about a tie-in game yes. <laughs> yeah that person is uh our kids let's just, just go back in time out. and put a spoiler warning yeah, at the beginning yeah and then, you know, yeah, yeah Floyd can- the coal miner in the Appalachian <laughs> Mountains. He's always upset because I'm dropping spoilers like crazy. <laughs> and callbacks, apparently. I'm impressed yeah. you remembered his name. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, so so it really depends on 
the audience. Like, if the three of you came over because of how much we all love Back to the Future, I'd be like, hey guys, you want to play Back to the Future? Or, like, if we needed a not quite filler game, but almost a filler game, because, yeah, we, we got through it. Um, what, the next time that we play, I imagine we could get through it in 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was, we lost in under an hour, and that was with rules questions. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not a long game. The fact that it, there is an end point and not a play till you win, it's a, nope, you got X number of turns, mm-hmm. and there's only so much that you can do on your turns, anyways. So, so it does have yeah. a built in time limit. This is not a game that I'm going to take to like a serious gaming event. Like I've got uh, another couple of friends that that I play games with who are like very like we play serious games. That's good. And that's awesome. And it's so much fun playing games with them. But sometimes I just want to play something fun. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, I don't. It's not a good game. It's like, but it's not supposed to be a good game. It's supposed to be a fun game. If it's not good, it's not fun. And that's that's totally fine. Different people are going to have different experiences with it. Well, what's your definition of fun? Is it how the game plays or is it the the amount of time you're having and what you're spending and what you're enjoying while you're mm. doing it? Well, and again, like that's why it depends on the audience. Mm-hmm. It depends on yeah. who it is. People that, you know, like uh, you don't want to spend more time thinking in a game mm-hmm. than you do at your job. And John yeah. doesn't want stuff that's super dark and horrific mm-hmm. and just death, death and destruction everywhere. Yeah. Whereas for me, if I could do like, you know, a a four hour horror game where it's just getting dark and existential and you're going to question the decisions you've made in life because of the decisions <laughs> that you've made in games. To me, that sounds awesome, but that's not going to happen. And, and also, you know, like John and I have played more times than we can count uh, flux, which yeah. is a terrible game, but it's, it's so fun for us. Yeah, it's a it's a it fits our personalities and how we would like to just continually screw over the opposing player. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like uh, like when we play Flux, I love just doing the all right. Not what's going to help me win. What is going to piss off the other people yeah. the most? Yeah. It's like, "Oh, draw eight, play all. Awesome. Let's do that." Yep. Those those are fun. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't play those games very much because my children uh, get very angry with one another when they when they screw each other over. So it's like let's just play a game where we work together. Yeah, <laughs> that way if if we mess up or something, then it just affects all of us equally and not, we're not hurting each other. Yeah. So Back to the Future, like for you and your kids, it would would be Perfect. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I definitely want to pick this up. I, I forget which of you mentioned it in terms of um, you know like it, I forget exactly what I'm trying to tie it into. Um, it is a very easy game to play, but what I play it with my parents, I don't know if they would care enough about the theme yeah. to want to play it. Mm. They just be like, what, what am I doing? Why is Why is there a dog driving a car? What's happening? <laughs> so like, I don't think that they would enjoy it. I think that it is easy enough to be a very light game for people to pick up. Um, again, like this could be a filler ish game between, you know, like if we were doing a game day and it's like, all right, we're playing three games something like back to the future or horrified or like the Goonies game, something like that where it's like a mid range. It would be one of the options of like, all right, let's, let's throw this into the mix, a solid enough game to have a fun gaming experience with it. We can bicker about whether or not, you know, I should go over here to try to get them to fall in love. Or if you should go over there to try yeah. to get doc to punch Biff. Yeah. Which, <laughs> why weren't we doing that more? The thing I did love about it though, is that there are, if you know the games well, you can appreciate some of the humor and the ridiculousness. For instance, yeah. Lorraine and Jennifer having to go park together in the, in the school parking <laughs> yeah. lot. You know what I mean? And, like, and that's what got the highest on the love track yeah. is then yes. Lorraine and Jennifer were in yeah. the parking lot. So, you know, you know Lorraine's like the, almost 18. It's not like she's never parked before. The crazy, the, just the craziness of that, you know, and that would be something if people don't really know the things are like, okay, that's weird. But if you know the thing, you're like, oh, this is, this is really interesting yeah. and crazy and weird all at the same time so it does definitely help because uh, it i don't think it's a incredibly strong game on its own but if you mm. like the lore then the game becomes something that is incredibly strong yeah yeah this this one requires its theming to to be understandable because otherwise your motivations are very 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 uh, opaque yeah, yeah. <laughs> well like what i I was having a lot of fun with it. We were having a lot of laughs, but our laughs were from things like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're going to go part together. So, like, we were having fun yeah. because yeah. of that theme, because of the art, because we were, of a lot we were of that more stuff. successful at getting George and Lorraine to fall in love when we had the ability to 
to raise the love meter without them being on the same space. So it was like how it was like George was uh, was actually making it harder for her to fall I in love mean, with him. To be fair, uh, yeah, yeah. that's thematic as Wait, can that, be. I was going to say that yep. that actually fits very well. Because <laughs> that's just like in the movie. Every time he's there, she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so... So yeah, uh, I I would replay it. Um, would I buy it? I did. So for me, that's a yes because I already bought it. Um, but what about the rest of you? We we already know roughly where you fall on the uh, replayability, but it's a thirty dollar game, twenty five thirty dollar game, I think uh, at at its uh, MSRP. If I could get the price of the clearance sticker that's on the top of the box, like you did, yes, absolutely, I'd oh, buy definitely it. for sure. Oh yeah, yes. I, I I got it for seven bucks. That is, jeez, oh, that's good. yeah, that's no question. Yeah, that's seven dollars worth of fun. Mm-hmm. That like even if it's only ever played once, I I had seven dollars mm-hmm. worth of fun. I'm kind of a cheap bastard like you are, Nathan. So I am cheaper. Thirty. Than- I'm a yeah. I'm much cheaper probably. Um, for th- so for thirty dollars, I would kind of be like, I, I don't think I would regret spending thirty dollars on it, but I would also take a long time to think about it uh, and i would probably wait until it's on sale or like the, they have like the buy two get a third free kind of deal if there were other games i wanted mm-hmm. to buy that that was exactly my thought was that would be the third game i throw in there yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah <clears throat> adam what about you i mean you've already said yeah. that once you, you figure had, it out i i probably wouldn't pay full price um unless i was in a situation like you where yeah. you have kids that are older and they want to play cooperative games that harry potter card game mm-hmm. like those games we would do yeah, um, or if they said they want a board game for yeah. Christmas, I'd be like, that would be it. Yeah, if if somebody like if my parents want to buy me a gift for Christmas and I absolutely can't think of anything, I would probably <laughs> say, yeah, buy me the Back to the Future game, that kind of thing. But I'm probably not going to pay full price for it simply because my stage of life, the people I'm with right now, the most, we're not going to sit down and play that game. Yeah. We might do it once as out of a favor to me, but we're not going to play <laughs> it a lot. So y- y'all know why I wanted to start doing the Cardboard Monsters episodes. It's because I wanted to play games <laughs> yes you, you know why i play so many solo games <laughs> and co-ops that i can play solo uh at the beginning of the pandemic i spent probably about two or three days uh on, on uh, board game geek just going through all of my games looking at the player count how many of them are solo how many of them are cooperative so that they could be played solo how many of them have like rules adjustments yeah so i've got a, a document of like all of my games that can be solo played um still haven't gotten around to them because I, I i also don't have time yeah but when you podcast about it then it's like we're working so we had we really have to play this game it's it it's an, an important excuse, thing yeah. i mean it gives you an excuse to get together and have fun so exactly it works and and that's that is the most important part of gaming did you have fun so regardless of the quality of the game regardless of the quality of the mechanics regardless of um you know is it worth the price point did you have fun with the back to the future back in time game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, because sure. the, the rules were understandable enough. There was enough to do that. We weren't so focused on, uh, on that. We weren't having to fight the game in order to play the game. We were able to play the game, have banter, have a surprising number of Jurassic Park references <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Oh, we missed a completely obvious one of George holding onto her butts. So oh. we'll put that into the podcast since it didn't make it into the game. Didn't make it into the game. But mm. yeah, yeah, I would say I would say I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it, it is definitely a fun game. For sure. Yeah. I don't have anything else to add to that. Let's Why not, dude? I mean, I don't know board games are not my forte like i don't know how to a- analyze all of the all of the little things i didn't it. ask the qu- i'd ask you do you have fun, fun. you can say yeah, whether you had, had a great fun time. we had fun do you know yeah, what dude. fun is? i had i had good i had good company mm-hmm. um yeah i mean honestly i had a blast yeah it's been great eight out of ten eight out of ten on my fun meter good good so, i am first playthrough right i am glad that we had fun uh i'm looking forward to getting back to it um once we've beaten it two or three times it it's probably not going to get played much because like you have uh, already said once you figure it out eh, you figured it out but i'm also the kind of person that rewatches movies i mean um, we either have already covered or about to cover blood rage which is a thanksgiving horror movie and oh my god i love it so much most people are going to watch blood rage once and never come back to it. I have watched it. Uh, most people are probably not going to watch. Blood most, rage, actually. That is, <laughs> that is more accurate. 
most people are not going to watch blood rage at all uh but those who do probably aren't going to come back to it and for me it's been a thanksgiving tradition for like the last six years uh so much so that the blu-ray uh just arrived today and i'm gonna rewatch it again this will be the second time watching it in the last week <laughs> yeah uh, god bless you Nathan. do i have time for that of course not but i like rewatching movies do you have a, a, a time travel board game that can help you you can get more time um n- no <laughs> I have a I'm time sorry, travel board game that, that can take up more of my time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm the kind of person that is going to rewatch a movie. And so I'm also the kind of person who is going to replay a game for that theming. Um, and, and, and that's where Back to the Future very firmly falls for me. Yes, I had a lot of fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun replaying it when I want to get back into the Back to the Future game world it's not going to be the one that I reach for if I'm like, all right, I need to do some heavy strategizing or I really want to get into some, uh, you know, just vicious player interaction. It's, and, and there's a lot of really simple games out there that do give a much more complex gameplay that I am going to reach for earlier. Um, but like even between back to the future and horrified, which we've brought up a couple of times, I'm going to go for horrified first, just because that's more of, of my personality. And yeah. that's more of what I love. Got a bit more variety in the gameplay too. I, yeah. I think horrified is probably a better game too. Just, yeah. Yeah. As someone who played, does play a lot of games that, that feels to me a much more solid game. Granted, I've only played back this, this back to the future game once. So that's not a wholly fair or uh, uh, co- conclusive review, mm-hmm. but right. horrified having played it probably half dozen times just strikes me as a much more polished and complete game. Yeah. yeah. And it is just beautiful. And soon so good, yeah. we're going to do a review of that one. All right. Uh, we should wrap things up. So John, yo, where do you want people to follow cardboard of the rings? Yeah, you can check out cardboard of the rings in your favorite podcast app. Or uh, if you, if you enjoy Lord of the rings and you also enjoy gaming, I cannot recommend that game uh, highly enough. I mean, it is, that game is the fact that it uh, almost 11 years on has the following that it does and has new players coming. Now's a great time to jump in uh, as the revised core set is coming out in hope that supposedly January. We'll see where, you know, the shipping situation is currently a, a, kind of a nightmare so uh we will see what happens with that but now is a great time if you're interested in that game to, to hop on and we've been doing a lot of new player related content so that's a good time to to get involved with the show so that would be the main way to uh connect with me in that community and it's a it's a good one lots of nice folks there indeed Adam, do you want people to follow you? Because you might not. You might be so, like, no, nah, leave me alone. No, no. Well, no, last time I think I was referring people to my dog's Instagram. So, you know, Buster <laughs> yes, the Bearded. So you can still follow my dog on Instagram. I actually, though, I, I don't have anything yet, but I am um, I'm in outline chapter 31 of my novel. So nice. I am probably soon going to create something that people could legitimately follow. But for now, yes, my dog is going to be have much more followers than anything I have at uh, right now. So, well, much like the back to the future board game, uh, the dog's doing the one doing all the work. That's right. So <laughs> that also works thematically. Uh, and Eric, yes, where me. do you want people to follow you? Uh, I am on Twitter at the Chimerican, which is T H E C H I M E R I C A N. I'm on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews and on Letterbox at Eric J A Y. And you can follow me slash the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Video Monster Pod. You can also follow me personally on Letterboxd at The Gargoyle. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E because it is a gargoyle wearing an Argyle sweater. And if you enjoyed this episode and our discussion of the Back to the Future Back in Time board game, be sure to keep coming back eventually when we eventually get together and do this again. I have no idea how often we're going to do these episodes. I would love to do them frequently, but that is difficult because kids are wonderful and and also very restrictive of our time. So I do not know when our next board game uh, episode is going to be, but we will eventually be coming back to this. Uh, But we are going to continue on with so many movie discussions because I like to talk about movies. What? And that's, I mean, that's why I started up movie podcast with 300 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, some of those have actually been listened to. So, you know, that's a thing occasionally yeah (laughs) (laughs) one of our highest listened episodes uh to tie into what we're talking about is our interview with crispin glover Mm. yeah 
I mean, that's just a search algorithm working for you there. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> we should just say that every episode that's... is an interview with Crispin Glover. In the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with the uh, experience. <laughs> That was a singular experience. It was. It yes. That would be a great running joke, though, if you're like, and we have a cameo of Kristen Glover. Like, you just say that in every We episode. just take clips from that and, and put he it never, in. Yes. Yeah. And he never actually shows <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It, it turns out we're in the timeline where he was murdered by Biff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, all right. Yeah. So be sure to keep coming back. And uh, if you are on Discord, um, join us and you can join in with the movie discussions. There's also a cardboard of the rings Discord that you can jump in with yeah. lots of gaming discussions. And uh, I'll, I'll link to that somehow, somewhere. Or you okay. can just search for it. I'll send you the permanent link for that or permanent invite for that. All right. You're welcome. Well, I, I will have that so I can send it out. So whether you like games or if you like movies, keep coming back and we will keep talking about them. All right, that's been it for this episode of Cardboard Monsters. I'm Nathan. I'm Eric. I'm Adam. I'm John. And uh, uh, I, I needed a Back to the Future quote that I did not have prepped. So if any of you... density. Yes, the podcast is your density. Or we just ran into a big old pile of shit. I don't know. <laughs> Something just happened. Good night, everybody. And all of our kids have decided to come in here and crash the podcast. Yep. Crashing the party. Kids are awesome. They, they just tried to biff us. They they totally biffed the podcast. <laughs>